Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Professor Stephen Gallagher, the Associate Dean of the Faculty of Law at the Chinese University of Hong Kong and the author of the new book, Digital Technology and Law. Hi, Professor Gallagher. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks, Harry. Very good to speak to you. It is great to speak with you. Tell us about your background and what inspired you to write Digital Technology and Law. Really, this comes from my interest in property law and also my previous life. Before I was a a lawyer, I was an art and antiques dealer. Uh, So I'm very interested in the art world. And of course, with the explosion of interest around non-fungible tokens, NFTs and artworks. I was teaching a course on art, antiquities, heritage and the law. And my students were asking me, what is an NFT? So I had to go away and try and find out about that because I wasn't too sure. I wasn't very comfortable with digital technology myself and I needed to find out more about it. And the more I found out, the more I realized how important this is for lawyers today and for law students. And so I started work on the book. What are you hoping to achieve with the book? The book is written not just for lawyers. In fact, it's very much written as an introductory text for anyone who's interested in digital technology and the law. It it could be of interest to lawyers who want to find out more about the technology and technologists who want to find out more about the law, or even people who aren't really that interested or even up to date with law, our technology, but just want to find out about the two. It's very much intended as an introductory text. It's quite a short text, although my dean, Professor Lutz Christian Wolf, was encouraging me to write this. And originally he was saying, try and write it in under 70 to 80 pages. I think it's about 200 and something. And even then I had to squeeze quite a lot in. How do you see digital technology affecting the practice of law? I think it's already affected the practice of law in many ways. Lawyers use digital technology in the practice of law now. They've been using it for many years. We've got e-due diligence. We've got uh, um, a use of artificial intelligence in many areas that's been going on for a number of years. And, of course, we're now seeing the use of generative artificial intelligence and people being very concerned about how that's to be used in the law, whether it will be used in the law. It, It will be used. It is being used by some firms already. But, of course, it's being used very cautiously. And we've seen a couple of cases where lawyers who have not been cautious in the use of this have had problems. But apart from the use of the digital technology in the practice of law, also it's affecting all areas of law. So anyone who's involved in in really any area of law today, you've got to know about digital technology, about how it affects your area of law, about how it's affecting your clients, whether it's because your clients are investing using cryptocurrencies, using non-fungible tokens, or whether, again, it is because they are using some form or are being affected by some form of artificial intelligence. We've got to know about that. So even if you're a a matrimonial law, if you're involved in divorce cases, if you're a probate law and you're worried about estates, you need to know about how digital technology affects your area of practice. Are these changes affected by the jurisdiction in which you practice? One of the big issues with this digital technology, of course, is it's cross-jurisdictional. It really multi-jurisdictional and lots of jurisdiction issues affect are affected by by the use of digital technology 
But yeah, there's no jurisdiction that isn't affected by digital technology. We've seen different approaches of different jurisdictions to the regulation of that. We see in the United States a very much a, a sort of traditional uh, market approach, letting the market deal with things. But now I think more of a realization that there needs to be regulation, whereas we've seen in other jurisdictions, say the EU, more of a sort of consumer protection approach to it. And of course, for us out in Hong Kong, we see the approach of China, which of course is that more state controlled version of uh, the approach to digital technology. Uh, in Hong Kong, we're in an interesting position because, of course, we are you know, part of China, but we do have a, a separate legal system and a one country, two systems approach. And for us, you know, China's sort of clamped down on cryptocurrencies, but Hong Kong really, in a way, is embracing crypto and, and digital technology. It's an interesting time for us to see how things will work out for our markets in Hong Kong and practice of law using digital technology in Hong Kong. How much digital technology should a lawyer understand to thrive as the profession evolves? I think you've got to be aware of it. I think the we are very concerned for our students that they get an introduction at least to digital technology. And the lawyers that I talk to in Hong Kong, the international big law firms and everything else, they're very aware of the opportunities the digital technology provides for them. Again, individual lawyers will have a different approach, but I think a basic understanding is very important. For the future, we're hearing claims that maybe artificial intelligence could replace lawyers. And I think most of us are now of a mind that artificial intelligence is not going to replace lawyers, uh, but lawyers who use artificial intelligence will probably replace those who don't. Actually, I think you could go further than that. I think it'll be lawyers who use artificial intelligence well will replace lawyers who don't use artificial intelligence. So I think you need to find out about the technology, how it's going to be used in practice, and again, how it affects your areas of practice. How are you changing your approach to teaching to ensure that your students are prepared for a more digital practice? We now have, I think, nine courses which are interwoven in all of our programs. Our dean, Professor Wolf has been very keen from the time he became Dean for us to move forward into digital technology. So back in 2019, he was telling us the future is digital technology, talking to law firms, thinking about the future of legal practice. And so we now have, I think, nine courses across our programs. And many colleagues, we've got colleagues who are dedicated in their research into digital technology and law in various areas, whether that's smart contracts, whether that's, again, artificial intelligence, financial technology, all of these different areas. But we've also got other colleagues who are more mainstream in their research areas, in, in traditional areas of research into the law, but are now looking into how digital technology affects that, and they're bringing that research into their teaching as well. Did lawyers learn to code? One of our um, very respected lawyers in Hong Kong, when we discussed this, I think it was now about six or seven years ago, when in the early days of sort of me considering technology and law, he was telling me at the time that he thought all lawyers in the future would need to know a little bit about coding and how to code um, to be able to understand how the digital technology works. And again, that would help them in considering the possible risks in the digital technology. And of course, if there were any disputes in understanding the background to how you could frame a claim or, or whatever. But um He's still very keen on this. He's a, a head of a big law firm in Hong Kong. 
And he says that all of his lawyers are very keen to actually learn how to code. This is a new skill that they want. My own feeling is that if lawyers are afraid of digital technology or perhaps not, that's comfortable with digital technology, a bit like me, because I'm not very comfortable with the technology itself. I think, again, we can find out a little bit about the digital technology to help us understand how it works. But possibly if we've got big issues to do with the technology, we should be working with computer scientists, with coders and others. And I think we'll see more sort of collaborations between lawyers and the technologists in the future. And perhaps, of course, bringing technologists into law firms to work with the lawyers as well. How do you see the way law schools teach digital technology and law progressing? One of the problems I've got with my book, I wrote my book as a big overview of the topic, and I think it's one of the first books in the world that actually does overview the whole thing of digital technology. But in discussions with other law teachers, and, and only last week I was in Shenzhen and talking to law teachers and, and American law teachers teaching on a, a JD program in China, and we were discussing this. Perhaps trying to call an area of the law digital technology in the law, we're trying to squeeze so many things in. But I think in the future, what will happen is that all of the core, the required courses that we teach for law, they should all have an aspect of digital technology in their teaching. For example, a contract law course should have some consideration of smart contracts. Property law courses should be considering whether crypto assets are property and, and how we understand property as well. All of those things should be coming into all of the courses, the mainline courses, an aspect of digital technology, and it should become permeating through all of the, the legal education in law schools. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Professor Stephen Gallagher, the Associate Dean of the Faculty of Law at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, who is also the author of the new book, Digital Technology and Law. Professor Gallagher, thank you so very much. Thank you, Ari. Very good to speak again. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.